Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Lord this morning tells us, you do not turn on a light in order to cover it up. You don't light a lamp in order to immediately cover it. It's completely against the point of why you lit it. It's okay to laugh sometimes when our Lord says kind of obvious things. But in that obviousness, look at how often we want to turn lights on and we turn them off. I'm speaking metaphorically here. That we, having been given this great role as light bearers, as ones who have been illumined, those who are to provide light to the world as ambassadors as those who are co-reigning with Christ, returned to our place as kings and queens of creation, as Adam and Eve were supposed to, our Lord has given us this role to be a light. Do not cover it up. Do not hide it under a bushel. No, maybe that reminds you of something. This past week, I was incredibly blessed to witness the light that is being shed throughout North America as the Orthodox Church in America, our All-American Council, where priests and delegates and also observers throughout the country came together for a week with the Holy Synod. And basically, we had our annual meeting. That's the can see the likening, right? Every year here at St. Anne's, we have an annual meeting, and the Orthodox Church in America has an annual meeting, not every year, but every three years. This is, uh, there's this aspect of business, right? We go over things, we have lots of meetings, just like an annual meeting, but there is the gathering, the synaxis of the saints, the services and especially the fellowship, communing at the altar together, but also communing throughout the week. And what I saw as there were reports given, the witness of the church in Alaska, as there was an Alaskan liturgy, the church that we here in North America are completely uh, beholden to. They, that's where the Orthodox faith was first shed in this country with St. Herman the Wonder Worker. And we have clergy from Alaska to hear of the work and the witness that they do there, but also to hear about the need and what we can here in the lower 49 do to help them in Alaska. Beyond Alaska, we also had the witness of the bishop and clergy and delegates from the church in Mexico having a Spanish liturgy as well, to see what fruits are throughout not just the United States of America, but Canada and Mexico as well, to see their needs for our helping them, but also the amount of work that they do, because we have a lot of Spanish speaking here in the States, the work that they do to help in that area. They have plans, and please pray for this to, for them to start their own academy, because coming to seminary in an English-speaking country is helpful, but what they really need is a uh, seminary, St. Basil's Academy, that they're going to start there in Mexico. 
especially moving as throughout the week. And I encourage you as families think, oh, that just sounds like uh, clergy and, you know, uh, Rita Gregory who came and represented at St. Anne's as a delegate. But there was a children's program the entire time. I think there was 200, 300 kids that were in the children's program. And at the end of the count, towards the end of the council of the last sessions, they gave their own presentation and they sang at the big hierarchical liturgy to hear their voices uh, mingling, uh, to hear the and see the faith being presented to them, to see the light coming from Alaska, from Mexico, from the children present, but also the light given in the report from Elios, the money that the OCA gave to the church in Poland to be able to help with all the refugees have, that have come into Poland from Ukraine, to see the explicit thanksgiving for Metropolitan Sava, but also to see how much uh, was given from the OCA to those in need in Poland. Metropolitan Tikhon, our primate in the OCA, spoke on the first, at the first session about the theme of the conference. And this is the theme of this light that is given to us. But the theme of the conference was vessels of grace. That we are to become vessels of grace. And there's two meanings he pointed out of vessels. And these are the two meanings that I want to draw out this morning. One, you can think of a vessel and you think of a container, something that holds something, that grace is given, poured out, and we are those who hold that grace, that need to be filled up with that grace, that God gives gifts and grace to each and every one of us, the presence of Christ in our lives, but the way that he created every single one of us with our particular gifts that are given to illumine, to guide, to help. The epistle this morning outlines some of these gifts. St. Paul says gifts are given, differing gifts to each one of us. So let us use them. Prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. If we have the gift of ministry, let us use it in ministering. He who teaches, let him teach. Now you start thinking, okay, these all sound like things that you need to have a black cassock on in order to do these things, right? But no, he who exhorts an exhortation. Some have the gift to be able to exhort. Some have the gift to be able to listen. Some have the gift, as St. Paul says, to give because God has blessed them. This can be monetarily. This can be in all time. This can be in all sorts of things. And when he says he who gives, he doesn't just repeat in giving. He says with liberality. <laughs> so he gives you gifts and the ability to give so that you can give with liberalness, with, say, panache, with giving as much as you possibly can. He who leads, because there's a lot of leaders at this parish those who can lead in small groups, those who can lead in helping all sorts of the various things that we need here at St. Anne's, to do it with, St. Paul says, with diligence. Some of us have a specific gifting 
of mercy. There's a tenderness. There are hearts go out to those who need the mercy. And St. Paul tells us to do that mercy, that work of mercy, showing mercy to others with cheerfulness. Because I think that if you know those who have that tenderness of heart and want to be merciful, they're battling a lot of negativity, actually, because of that softness. So Paul's exhortation with mercy is to do it with cheerfulness. He goes on to exhort the Christians, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Don't just dislike it. Vehemently abhor it. Cling with whatever that you have and all of your strength to what is good. Abhor the evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. And honor giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing constantly in prayer, and distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. As you can see, Paul does a very broad scan of the gifts and encouragement of those with these particular gifts. Some can exhort, some can give, others lead, some show mercy. All of us are to love without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, to honor each other, to put others ahead of ourselves, to pray, to serve, to rejoice. But especially, I want to underline, distributing to the needs of the saints and being given to hospitality. We live in a time where things are getting increasingly harder, more expensive, but especially, even more importantly, more and more lonely. The light that Christ has given to us as the church and all of these ministries, they're all for the benefit of someone else, to build them up, build them up to help them. This means physical means. This means spiritual needs but especially the fruit of hospitality, that those who are coming to us, those that we interact with, that we create the space for them to not just encounter us, maybe our humor, our hobbies, but to encounter what is the source and the light of our life. Because this is what it means. God puts in that vessel the grace, but that vessel is not just a container where we keep it to ourselves, But if you saw the image, the logo for the council, it was a great ship. We were near the harbor in Baltimore. I actually got to see the ship. I don't know if they modeled it off it. It looked like it. But this ship is a vessel that this grace that is given for the maintaining and right working of that ship is not just for the ship to sit in the harbor and be a museum piece, right? There's a quote given, and I highly encourage Metropolitan Tikon a few years ago published Uh, a document called The Four Pillars. And at the very end, when he talks about the prophetic dimension of the church and speaking to the truth of Christ, there's a quote at the very end. The safest place for ships is in the harbor. But that is not why ships are built. Right? You don't build a ship to just have it sit in the harbor. You build a ship to go out 
into the rough waters, to go out to accomplish something. So all of this grace that has been given to us, the light that is given to us to share, this is what we at St. Anne's, as we have built up and continue to build up with various ministries, with encouraging each other, getting to know each other deeply in that bond, serving one another, rejoicing in this great feast that we have today, that we also need to begin to prayerfully discern ways in which this vessel can go out of the harbor and start serving those around us. We've done a lot of working to strengthen, make sure everything is set, that we have our sails trimmed, ready, there's no holes on anything, that everybody's getting ready to be on board and what the, the mission before us is that we engage with those around us as St. Anne's. This is something, in fact, I even wrestled with myself saying, okay, if I say this, this means now we have to do more. Right? He's like, do I want to do something else? Because we have a lot of wonderful things. So this is something that I'm asking for you here at St. Anne's and all the gifts that God has given to you. If there's particular things that you know that are needs in our community to let me or deacon or parish council know what those needs are. That we have, when we come to the Nativity Fast, we have a specific thing that we are donating towards, that we are giving towards, that we are serving in some capacity, so that those outside of these walls will know who St. Anne's is. That they will know that there is a vessel that they can get on board with. That they, as times become turbulent, that they can be safely within God's saving ark. This is why on this passage to heaven, as we prayerfully discern where we can serve those, the light given to us to shed abroad, that we ask for the prayers of St. Anne, our heavenly witness, our heavenly intercessor assigned to us. As I mentioned last night, uh, doing the Acathist every week to St. Anne, praying especially for building concerns, that in our praying to St. Anne, there's that aspect where I, I know that she's the grandmother of our Lord, but hearing that Acathist every week, it really drives it home. We have the prayers of the grandmother of our Lord specifically for us. I hope you all have good memories of your grandmother, if at least maybe one of them, you have great Memories, not just the motherly, but the grandmotherly. And there's something special about a grandmother's interaction, intercession, and grace and life given to the grandchildren. So let us especially pray to St. Anne this year that we pray the Akathis, that we ask for her intercessions to especially help us discern ways in which this vessel that God has given us can set sail on the seven seas to be able to bring those who need the light or who just need a cup of cold water, that we can do so to spread the light of Christ. Towards the end of liturgy this morning, we are going to do a cross 
procession outside. And as you, we are going forth because of the banners that we have, this is in many ways an echo of a military march. This is not an offensive move against the world, but it is a rallying point, the sign of the reality that our Lord reigns. He is the king. The battle's already done, right? There's little skirmishes happening all over the place. The war settled. We're victorious. And in that spreading of that sign of the victory, of the light, as the vessel going forth out, that we especially, there's a litany specifically for all of those around us, that they may be saved, that they might encounter Christ and get in the vessel of grace that our Lord has prepared for us here in the church. May God continue to bless us, increase the graces he has already given to us, that St. Anne may intercede for us as we set sail out into the broader world to put that light before men. Because he didn't give us the light to hide it, to put it under a bushel, but to give light to the entire world. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.